Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on October 2nd, 2021, over on twitch.tv slash Chat as we continue our discussion over who's responsible for this nonsense in the Destiny universe. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those of you who signed up for a uh, deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 Hi, this is, hey, it's Orchid, the one who crutches Telesto. And this is Green-Eyed Music Lover, and all I've got to say about this episode is fight, fight, <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Because if you listen to the intro episode, you know that Orchid's got something to say that Blue doesn't agree with, and I am all for hearing this cluster take off. You just want us to fight. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, apparently. So really, it's, so I mean, mean. it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that started off with you know how did the events of last season lead us to where we are now in the current season season of the lost um and then ultimately you know who's responsible for that orchid incorrectly puts the blame on osiris and i don't know why incorrect (laughs) osiris is kind of a jerk i mean that is not wrong. I will not, I won't, I won't argue with that part. But I, I just feel like. Let's go into the archive. Why would Osiris be responsible for the mess? I mean, there's, there's a few other people who come to mind more quickly than Osiris. Osiris was a puppet of the mess. But ultimately, the puppet master for Osiris in so far as leading up to this was Savathun. Osiris is a reason why Sagira is dead. Okay. It's because Osiris would not have gotten into that situation in the first place if Osiris had retreated and waited for backup in Immolent Part 2, which I am vastly aware of having voiced Sagira in that part <laughs> because I right. gave the death rose to Sagira's voice. <laughs> so I have read that part 800 million times. <laughs> and that is the reason why I'm like very familiar with it. Like if he had waited and had retreated like he was supposed to and should have and not had, you know, 
given into his own hubris and been like, no, 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 we're just going to go in like YOLO. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, sun singers tend to YOLO more frequently than others. Oh, wait, yeah. sun singers don't exist anymore. Ugh. Right. I mean, they do if you wear the gauntlets. <laughs> I. <laughs> Sorry, it was a legit strategy in Destiny 1, okay? It was a legit strategy in Destiny 1, but not anymore because they don't like us to have fun things anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry. You have plenty of stasis fun things and you're okay. I ran into so many people in trials welling and doing like triple, triple uh, well of healing (laughs) BS on the point. You're fine. We're not going to talk about that because, uh, but I was not one of those who did that. (laughs) Andy's were totally not involved in this conversation. Oh my God. So much Andy's right now. Um, I was OG crutching Andy's. So everyone else doing Andy's now was like, Oh, orchids doing it. So it must be super cool. So I'm going to do it too. And I'm like, bitch, I was doing that year one. So, (laughs) You know, you're just sipping your tea, like catch up, air. like catch up. Should have done it with me, <laughs> like catch up to the Andes. Andes and Telesto. That's should've that's all it. you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I can Orphan see. Does I, make a good point. I see it. I see the point. But I mean, like, I think the point that... being is that, like, that is that's me saying that, like, if he had not done that and been like such an insular like if if he hadn't decided that he could do it on his own and hadn't waited to go call for help hadn't gone topside like Sagara had suggested and like had people to help him it would have been completely different like if he had had more people there then like we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. I don't think. See, and that's where I, that's where like I get, I I agree. I agree that it was a part of the problem, but I think that this, this whole culmination of Sabathun's nonsense goes far, far back beyond just that. I mean, cause you can say the same thing about the entirety of forsaken forsaken was Sabathun manipulating the bejesus out of the awoken to get shards of the traveler to then ultimately stick the dreaming city into a place that would compromise their their capabilities um she played all sides against each other she corrupted people using her powers then and i mean you had you had Cade, who did the exact same thing Osiris did and was justly punished for it. You had, you know, Aldrin's descent or fall, depending on how you want to look at it, in his own form of hubris for for his own mistakes as well. Um, Mara had her own sense of she thought that she was untouchable. And, you know, to a large extent, it's because of that hubris that we have the issues of just the Awoken in general. Um, you know, there's a larger... I, I would just say there's a larger picture that is leading to this climatic 
event with Sabathun than just one mistake of Osiris's. But was it a mistake? Saying... Absolutely. Osiris was in the wrong and and was and experienced the consequences of being in the wrong. Very much so. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I just don't think that saying this is this is also why I don't think that any one individual is really responsible for the chaos that we're in right now. I think it's a culmination of people who have been playing checkers were playing were on a board that was being played chess, and they did not realize it. And like this is pe- yeah. I, I think I think a- that we were outmaneuvered by someone who knew a bigger picture than we did. And I'm not sure necessarily. I, I'm not sure who's to blame for that. Right. It's like, you know, you see, you saw that a little bit with the whole thing with the nine, the nine have tried to warn us about this. That was the entire point of the whole prophecy dungeon was them being like, Hey, there's nonsense going on that goes beyond your light and dark, you know, black and white simplicity. That was the entire message of prophecy. Um, that was the entire message of the emissary was that the, the, the guardian is, you know, the whole thing that everyone lost their mind about that then quickly forgot two weeks later was the whole conversation about the guardian stepping outside of the game. You know, it's the, the, there have been repeated messages to not just the guardians, but our guardian as well that there are bigger games being played and every single time we have ignored those messages. So again, I'm not saying that Osiris was right. I, I th- I'm right there with you and in, in the, the Osiris was a dumbass who, who was full of himself. But to say then that that is entirely responsible for Savathun crashing the city. That's where I think that's a bit of a stretch. I'm not I'm not blaming the city. I'm blaming Osiris for his like very selfish use of the sundial, like what that did. Oh, like, absolutely. You yeah. don't you don't use a sundial to like rip a hole in like space time to bring your boyfriend back. Like uh, you don't do yeah, that. Do. I mean, obviously There's you no do because you know because we're guardians, You know right? I'm you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like OG, like Osiris same 14 Stan. Um, yeah. And I'm totally fine with it. But I mean, like, you don't do that without ramifications. Oh, and absolutely. yeah, Drifter. Yeah. What what Nudie says I in mean, chat, Drifter was concerned about what was in the sundial. Which but tells you, which should be a red flag for anybody it who's should keeping be a red flag. Exactly. But Drifter was concerned, but everyone else is like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, Drifter told Was it an Arham Kara bone? We don't know. Yeah. We don't, don't know what was in it. We, we never got it confirmation never, on it. We never got confirmation what was in it. But we, but we know that we Drifter guess. himself was like, I don't want anything to do with it. You're going to rip the universe apart, and I want yeah. nothing to do with it. Yeah. And I was like, and, I was like you know. Everyone's like, oh, no, this is, mm, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a bad idea. But When Drifter tells you that something is a bad idea, it might not be in your best interest to pursue it. <laughs> yeah, and like, 
Osiris is like, no, 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 this is fine. I, I got this. <laughs> and so this is this is another example of why Osiris is doing not great things for maybe the wrong reasons, even though I'm totally here for it because the two of them are very cute together. <laughs> it's the whole cage scene with the bar. He's like, you know, I totally got this. I totally got this. I totally didn't have it. Like that, that is the scene for Osiris right now. I mean, you and know, I, and again, or go for it, Greg. I was just going to say the whole thing, the brilliance of Zavathun is not the fact that she's tricked all these people into doing this is she just waits for the moment. Right. And she's there. She's when an opportunist. She's absolutely an opportunist. The whole thing with Riven. We're the we're the suckers for that one. The raid mm-hmm. team that unlocked what? the curse upon the Dreaming no. City. Totally. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally did. It's Vlad. Okay, but <laughs> I mean, still, still, villain. here's the fun thing that I that I find with <laughs> that is that we had a precursor of that with the Great <laughs> Ahamkara Hunt. Because if you look at all the stories from the great Ahamkara hunt, when the guardians are hunting Ahamkara, the Ahamkara are hunting the guardians by fulfilling their wishes. Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, because that was the whole thing with, um, what was it, uh, Wei Ning? She's like, why are you punching it? Like, and she's like, it's just amazing. And she just, she's like, I can punch it forever. It's like, God. I never wanted to end. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the bigger question, too, and I think, Green, you had kind of mentioned this last episode, too, was, you know, there is the question of how did Riven get introduced to the city? I mean, I, I hesitate because there's always, whenever you don't have something clearly stated in a fictional work, it's always easy to be like, oh, well, it was always planned. You know, there's there's that kind of, Sure. Cop out. I, I I consider it kind of a cop out. It's not necessarily always a cop out, but sometimes it comes across that way. Um, and so I hesitate to say that, but I will admit that the character of Savathun has been written in such that she is an ancient force. She is an opportunist. Um, you know, she she has seen these things play out in who knows how many cultures, how many civilizations. She is got that we know of multiple instances in which her patience and her willingness to not rise above being petty about certain things has ended very well with her for her. Now, the one difference that we have currently is that Savathun has finally, supposedly, come to the realization that she needs to be done with the Faustian bargain that they got enchained with. And I'm still on the fence whether or not she's being honest about that, because what would be the greatest deception of that than to be like, ah, ha, ha. Because remember, that's what feeds her worm is deception. So, but Mara's expecting it. So is it really deception at that point when Mara's expect, she talks about, she's expecting her to betray the whole thing. Right. And now, and that's, and that's where you get this, this really intriguing presentation of, is it going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy? I I can also see this whole thing of being like, you know, Savathun is legitimately trying to free herself of the worm, but because she is being staged as the villain, she now has no choice but to become, she becomes the villain because we foot her as the villain. And I, I think that would be, 
I can see that being a presentation of it. Now, she can also spin it that way. Like, that's the whole thing about this whole transitory deception. So I have a really twisted idea. Yes. Why would Bungie reveal to us what's going to happen in Witch Queen? Why would Bungie reveal that there's going to be Hive Guardians? Why would Bungie reveal that there are take the ghosts that are Hive Ghost? I have a theory on that, and I think it's because they're not real. Okay. Yeah, I've heard this because the throne world thing. Think it's yeah because I think it's I know like several people have the same one, and I think it's because it's like within her throne world, and it's so it's like her ideal. Um, she has been studying guardians too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's not. It's not like I, it's not so because it's not real, it's her ideal, she what she wants there to be. So they're not actual guardians, they're not, they don't actually have the light, they don't, they're not actual guardians. It's just like what her ideal is, like within her throne world. Okay, like I really hope that that's not how they go for the same reason that I was really hopeful about the infinite forest not being what it didn't ultimately, but. Because once you start down that path as like from a fictional science fiction path, it it starts blurring the lines between what is and isn't real in in the game world. Sure. And all of sure. a sudden you can get into this really, really campy, oh, well, it's all been a simulation nonsense. Well, okay, drink the Kool-Aid with me, all right? Zavathun has put herself in a position where she's made herself physically in a form in front of Mara to have her worm taken care of. This whole thing is to help get the worm out. What if in exchange or in, because the whole thing that Mara is banking on is that Zavathun without her worm would be weak and be able to be easily defeated what if Zavathun replaces the worm with a ghost and becomes mm-hmm. well, guardian like herself? It wouldn't be the first time that we've made that comparison. Or at least you and I, and I'm sure other people in the war have made this. I mean, the parallel is very, very overt, I will say, with the hive and the guardians. Mm-hmm. You have three hive, three classes of guardians. You have... Savathun and the Warlocks, you have Zivu Wrath and the Titans, and you have Oryx and the Hunters. Like that that has been those parallels have been made multiple times. Your concept between the hierarchy of the worm and the hive and the ghost and the guardian have been very, very much connected as well. I mean that that part sure. doesn't or, you know, taking that step further, what if she puts a worm in a ghost and then uses the ghost worm as her? So she is not beholden, but she still gains the benefit. I mean, there's there's multiple iterations that you can play. How does the ghost, like the whole thing with the worm is that it needs to constantly be fed. How does the ghost get fed? Does it just siphon it depends off the on traveler? What, it depends on what bargain they make. Because each because that's the thing is like each worm has a different bargain to be made. That's what Viru, Viru is talking about in chat right now. Is like, you know, Guardian or uh, Savathun doesn't have to 
go against us because our own assumptions that she is going to go against us is feeding her worm in that that she is she is by being honest deceiving us Mm -hmm. and and there is an interesting interpretation in that twist because then you know and that's kind of what i was i was saying is like you know what if she is actually not deceiving us she's deceiving her worm by being honest with us, which is feeding the worm the deception because the guardians assume she's deceiving us, but she's not deceiving us. She's actually giving, getting a weapon to be used against the worm, which is then further giving deception energy. You know, it, it depends on how connected these worms are. We know for a fact that ghosts have telepathic connections with guardians, but we also know that ghosts can't read guardians' minds. Like right. they, they, they can connect and they can, they can kind of sense things. I get, I get like, it's like a surface telecone- uh, tele- telepathic connection, right? You like, but we know for a fact that the ghost can't read the guardian's mind because there's, there's multiple instances in which our ghost makes comments about it. Given the parallel, <laughs> if the parallel is the same, you know, is the worm a separate entity or is the worm so ingrained in the symbiotic relationship that they know everything that the the hive is doing. You know, there's that, that question as well within this, this overarching Faustian bargain that, and with the history of Faustian bargains, it's not a surprise that someone is trying to get out of it. You know, sure. It took us what one reading of the book of sorrows to be like, Hey, you guys got shafted, you know, and you know, these, these, characters are presented as being much more aware of things than the average person so of course they probably are aware of the lot the the logical conclusion to this concept of the final shape is not one in which the hive win even though they are fighting to win because ultimately no matter which way you cut the deck the worms are always going to be the last deck the last card standing now question is what is above the worms what is, you know, the traveler is above the ghost who is above the guardians or above the, the, the hierarchy is the ghost and the guardians and then the traveler and then arguably the light. Well, the, the light. Arguably the light, right? So within the hive, the, the darkness pantheon or the darkness hierarchy, you have hive, worms, worm gods, formless one. You know, what's, what is that thing? And you have... You have um, Savathun actually referencing that in this season because she talks about, mm-hmm. you know, look up. We had this conversation. Look up. Look up above the fight in front of you and look at what's going on with this war. Who has actually got an invested interest in this this war? Not just this battle. Like, don't, don't, don't have a Pyrrhic victory. You might, lo- you might win the battle, but you have lost the war now. And, you know, and, and on that note, we have multiple references to Guardians having Pyrrhic victories. We have an entire armor set named that. And, you know, that's where it's like there there's a, a much larger picture when it comes to Savathun. You know, Mara is aware. I don't know necessarily if she's, she thinks she's playing it. I don't necessarily, I'm still not sure if she actually is or not. The nine are still out there. The nine are 
if anything, the nine feel like they're the intermediaries <laughs> between the two sides and they're like, calm down, you know. It's interesting to see who's playing whom because I don't think, and in the grand scheme of things, that there's anybody really playing each other. It's a lot of posturing in respects. I mean, you can try to plan for everything, but you think about Mara's bomb theory or whatever, bomb instead of sword theory. And then what is Zavathun's style? In some ways, it's very similar to Mara's style. It's very opportunistic. A lot of secrets, a lot of opportunity. They're very similar. But but Osiris was really stupid. Oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that statement. I do not have a problem with that statement. I think I've said yeah. that statement before. Osiris was really stupid. We can agree I on just, that. I hesitate to say, well, because he was stupid in this one instant, it's all his fault. He's stupid in a lot of instances. Fair, but it's not all his fault. I mean, all the Guardians are really stupid in a lot of situations. Let's be honest. Guardians do not have a really big picture plan. If you want a linchpin that allows for all of this, I mean... I do, I do, I know I don't I don't think he is. I I think he might be one. I think there are multiple linchpins that they all I kind mean, of stack. Crows one too. If we had What's several that? linchpins, oh, crow? yeah. like oh, yeah. crows, a linchpin only because Savathun made him a linchpin. And if we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about like I, crow in general, I would say like, crow. I would say that's I, because Mara. No, it's not because of Mara. It's because Mara made Aldrin the way he was. I I'm saying Crow. She did. She, not, she says not that. Aldrin. She, she... No, I'm I'm saying it's because I'm saying it's because Savathun is probably the one that orchestrated bringing him back in the first place. I'm saying that because like pulled pork is too stupid i i talked about this are we still on this are we still on this theory i'm still on this (laughs) i'm still on this theory because pulled pork is dumb as a box listen he was scanning rocks okay leave him alone his guardian might be very small that he was scanning all right he is too dumb to find dead bodies because he is scanning rocks like those are bodies okay how is he gonna find where those bodies are if he is scanning rocks all right he can't even what, what, fly Ms. over Nietzsche? to the body My he's gotta be, be really put small. in front of the body itself and then told this is what you need to scan because you are too dumb to find the body itself and he's like yeah you're right I am real stupid. My name is Pulled Pork. Beep boop. I'm a ghost. Beep boop. <laughs> Glint is an interesting linchpin. Yes. If you want to, if you're going to blame, Crow, I would not blame Crow. I would blame Glint. Beep boop. As being a lynch. Yeah, the beep boop. Um, interesting thing. He if you want to talk about. Best. He, he was really trying hard. But think about Glint's name. Like in in a dark room. Even the glint of something would be super, super powerful, right? Like the light in a dark room, no matter how small, is still going to illuminate much more than a lot of things. Like if there's any sort of hope, if you mm-hmm. want to go back to that talk of hope. Yeah, but as far 
Yeah, he's real dumb. I don't blame like, but he is sweet and he is forgiving, and I think that is Glint's real big strength. He's a meat he product. Wasn't, he wasn't forgiving this week. He, he no, had, he was mad at Sabathun. He had Sabathun. things to say. He's but, a meat product. He is dumb, and he sucks. And to rebuttal the Mara thing. Don't like Mara it. did not discourage Aldrin's thing. And she talks about this in some of her the radio signals. She, mm-hmm. That's the whole thing that she got mad at Ikora for. Is that Aldrin ultimately that was part of his nature. If you see that in the Marasina, or not the Marasina, um I yeah, guess it would be the Marasina, Marasina. Where mm-hmm. where they're still before, on the before they're Yang Leeway. Mm-hmm. Because Aldrin was ultimately kind of always that way and always searching for a way to impress, to get some sort of recognition, to be loved. Because clearly Mara didn't really have a whole lot of emotionally available love to show him, you know. So that's my rebuttal on Mara manipulating Crow to be further. Yes, did she put him into situations that maybe would not have been good for him? Sure. But she was also trying to keep him away from other situations. So... But she admits to freely. All right, so my my counter point... Counter-counter? Counter-counter. First... Marasina was written by people who were defending Mara, hence the name Marasina. Um, they are recounting things from Mara's perspective. So I would argue we don't know that the Aldrin before Aldrin. Because, so like, I guess real quick for those who, who don't know what we're kind of dancing around. Um, when the Awoken were created, right, so before the Awoken were created, these were all humans on a ship that was in a mass exodus from the nonsense that was going on with the darkness. Um, they got caught in an anomaly. We don't know what that anomaly was, uh, but it was something. And basically were shunted into a pocket universe in which Mara recreated them as Awoken. Right. Mara recreated mm-hmm. everyone in her own image. According to according the Marasena. According to her well, yeah, according to the Marasena. Mara was the first awoken, and then she created the awoken in her interpretation of what would be the best. Uh, which is basically, yeah, dancing. She retconned the crew. Um, she created them and then showed and this was a huge the uh, the huge drama that led to a a number of issues within that was she created them not perfect, uh, which was kind of a I think it was Alice Lee I think was the queen that called her out on that one over the what was it blackberry tea, um, yeah. So my my counterpoint to the reason why I'm saying that Mara is at fault for the Aldrin's shortcomings is that Mara is the one who is the progenitor of the Awoken species. 
So the shortcomings of the Awoken species, ultimately, actually, we do have a path back to Mara created them by her own admission. So the other thing is, yes, technically within the Mara Center, Aldrin had these shortcomings prior to his recreation. However, just the same as with the Books of Sorrow, they are told by the person who is at the end, the victor. Sure. So it could be... it, oh yeah, go for perspective it. Perspective is a lot of ways what dictates the truth of a history, right? Sure, Somebody's yes. perspective. And within that paradigm, what we know, Mara recreated everybody in a facility, mm-hmm. facsimile yeah. of what they were. Right. But 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 again, going back to what you just said too, it was her perception of what they were. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Aldrin, but, her perception of Aldrin as a, as a, um, I don't know what you would, as a, a lackey. Pit fighter. Yeah, pit fighter, brother. lackey, you know, a person who, a person who sought approval of others. That was her perception of him. And to be fair, Mara, by her own, by her own presentation of Mara, she was not always the best, the best example of an understanding individual even before she was created as Mara. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. you know, you never, and this kind of goes into a larger conversation too, about like, you never really understand what someone is. So when she recreated all these character caricatures of the crew, I mean, that was her understanding of them and her flawed perception. You know, it, it kind of trickles down in that imperfection so when you have Aldrin, who ultimately is obsessed about getting approved from, you know, approval from Mara, and then Crow, who is obsessed with getting approval from our guardian and Osiris, which is, you know, a, an interesting parallel that they called out there. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, that failing I put at the feet of Mara because she is the one who created those pieces. If there's Based a flaw the in that propaganda, dis- huh? It's her propaganda. propaganda. I'm using I'm using her I propaganda. Know. I mean, I know. so she's she's not one that's going to shy away from any sort of responsibility of that. She's no, 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 no right. I'm not. I'm not saying she is shying away from it. I'm just saying using the imperfections of tools that are provided, you have to put the the onus on the person who provided those tools, and that would be in this case Mara. Now, she is a part of the larger picture, again, of this opportunist that is Savathun. She is taking that chance. You know, Savathun doesn't have perfect tools either. We've, we, we have plenty of examples of Savathun's tools being used against Savathun. Same as mm-hmm. any, any of us. Like, any, any guardian has always done that. Um, you know, geez, all the way back to D- D1 with Taken King. We had we had creatures who had sworn allegiance to Savathun show up within Oryx's court, who Oryx then converted to his own use, and then we defeat uh, yeah. Malak is the one that comes to mind, um, which many of you will probably remember for farming for the was a pulse rifle. Mm-hmm. So you know that that entire story was an example of Savathun trying to implant basically an assassin in Oryx's court to, sub, uh, to, to, uh, subvert. So yes, thank you. Subvert the, the tithing. And then Oryx found out and then turned 
Malak against, you know, basically it was a double-double cross. So Vera is asking a good question in chat. And this is something I've been thinking about throughout this whole episode is what did Aldrin do first? Finding the entrance to the Black Garden or finding Riven? Didn't Aldrin find Riven within the Black Garden? No. He found Riven, he found Riven on Venus. Okay. Because that was where so, he encountered the the wish dragons. Um but I'm not sure I'm I guess my Because he went with Jolion to the Black Garden. Right. Yeah, that was on Mars, though. Right? That was on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was when that was the really fun fight between him and the uh, Gate Lord, where he goes the the slam yeah. and the stop. hallucination. Mm-hmm. The hallucination was the Black Garden. Then he saw like the seed, the strawberry the stra- seeds, yeah, and the, the strawberry seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, under the helmet a, of the oh cabal. God. He yeah. flipped the bug over, yes. and it was empty. Mm-hmm. Also, where he got queen's foil. Yeah. Yes, queen's foil. Queen's foil is a derivative of the plant that he got from the Black Garden that Mara, he gave to Mara, and then she had her Techians splice it. I think because they couldn't regrow mm-hmm. it, they had to find a way to continue to grow it. But that's how they got queen's foil. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think Riven, Riven, was before because Riven was when he was scouting Venus. Um. And he got, I can't remember if he, or no, he didn't, did he get shot down on Venus from the Fallen? I don't remember. He was in a fight, he was in a fight with the Fallen too. There was a, there was a couple times, because that's how they got introduced to the Fallen was Crow basically got hit by a scouting party of theirs because he came back and reported on that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had Riven before he found, I know he, I'm, almost certain that he had Riven or he gave Riven to her before he went into the Black Garden. Now, as far as like when he discovered the gate, I'm not sure a hundred percent on that. Cause the gate is one of the things that she was trying to semi keep him from. Yes. If I remember correctly. She, I think she, so, ordered, yeah. she ordered everyone to stay out of the garden. Because that was the whole contention between him and Julian was he was like, Julian, let's go do this. And Julian's like, do we have to? With something that I don't know if we've ever just flat out said at this point, but the Black Garden and D1, are we calling that a taken blight? The heart? Mm-hmm. It- this is like I think this is a long-standing argument that we don't know the answer to, though. Still, right. I mean, I would say it wouldn't be the first time that we've seen Vex and Taken energy combined. I mean, Coria—that was the entire cur- cur- um, creation of Coria. Was mm-hmm. Oryx what half took Coria and then gifted it to Savathun? Which I think didn't Coria come back? Was it last season? Wasn't that one of the big bads? We, yeah, we kill Coria at inside of the Vex network. Okay, so yeah. it's one of the final missions of the season. And that was also when we first saw the the schism within the Vex between those who worshipped the heart and those who didn't. But we don't like they didn't necessarily worship it. But we like there was there was a presentation in the Vex networks as 
the overzealous worshipers of the Vex or the, of the the Black Heart, and then there was a comment about like how even other Vex seemed to avoid them mm-hmm. because there was a and and then you know later with the Taken King and that story unfolding with the Books of Sorrow, we learned about Coria, and you know obviously there was the introduction of the the concept of taking. Uh, which would then be viewed as corruption within the Vex. Um, mm-hmm. Viru is making a point that all the Taken Grimoire cards, um, we Ikora refers to them as the same flower we've seen in the Black Garden. So, I mean, the the aesthetics of the of the Black Heart is very, very much akin to the the Taken Blight, which I know everyone has mm-hmm. made a point of. You know, if you want to go even further there, the whole thing within um, um, ah, the moon, the anomaly, the description of the mm-hmm. anomaly is very similar to the black heart mm-hmm. and taken blights as well. So, of course, now there's a D20 built around it, but. Don't touch it. Yeah, Rest don't touch it. Matt, yeah. You know, to, to close out this argument, all ends crawl from the same pit. For someone who got a lot of things wrong, every now and then he did get something right. We think he's coming back. I'm just so, like, boggled. Every All the different threads. Right. Rasputin coming back as maybe an yeah. exoform. The whole stuff going back to the Black Garden. Mm-hmm. And Venus with the Ahamkara. Zavathun utilizing Ahamkara bones to whisper into people's minds. Since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that, yeah. I, it makes me tired to think Sleepy about it. Shaman. <laughs> it makes you tired. Sleepy Shaman says, Rasput- since Rasputin's gone, we can actually now touch the anomaly. I would bet he'd <laughs> Titan thoughts. Uh, I can punch you You're now. just going to run into someday, Shaman. You're going to come across an exo. Oh He's going to just punch you. He's just going to. No, I oh think, I mean, God. I think that there is a very strong case to be made that we will see Osiris again. I mean, unless, okay. unless they really don't pull punches on the whole dark story arc for St. 14. I don't think they would be that cruel. Like the my thing is that like destiny for as dark as it's gotten is built around this idea of hope, mm-hmm. yes. and I can't see and them you've... crushing every single last like yeah. molecule of hope that the story has, and that's like kind of the one last like little glimmer of hope that we do have. This finding Osiris a beat that they keep repeating is hope, 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 yeah. hope, hope. Yeah, I, especially I agree with that. yeah, especially in like the fifth um the fifth entry in ripples is um is zavala and ikora talking about is talking about saint um trying to find osiris still and so they're they are constantly like going back and talking about that again so if we do green if we do you know that saint's going to put priority on the missing piece you want to explain? I am not explaining that write. on a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. No, I am not. I am not explaining We've that at all. We've talked about some not-so-friendly yeah. things this episode. So there's, there's, a, there's a really cool 
really cool uh, Egyptian myth concerning Osiris having to be returned from the land of the dead. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the conditions, one of the conditions is that uh, Isis has to Mm -hmm. reconstruct him physically. And she manages to, she gets 90% of him back together, but she misses one Mm -hmm. crucial piece. Uh, But it's not enough to prevent her from, from ultimately getting her beloved back. But I'll let you guys do your own research on the missing piece. Um, But I assure you, Saint-14 will not settle for anything less than 100%. It's his hand. It's his left hand. Oh, yes. That's that's totally the the piece of anatomy that was missing from the original Osiris. Yep. It's definitely that one and not something else. Those darn fish. They eat everything that fall in the river. So... Black Flag is bringing up something in chat. Spoilers myth. It's actually a theory. Yeah. Uh-huh, the spoilers myth. Because spoiler alert die. is back in the game right now. Which is the gun. It's a sidearm. It's a Vanguard sidearm. Which was initially released prior to Cade's death. I think mm-hmm. the season before Cade died, it came out. So it's possible that they're using it as a <laughs> red herring. It's also possible that they're warning that somebody is actually going to die. Or that Osiris actually is dead. Um, I called in the beginning that Crow was going to die when he was introduced into the game. And I still hold that. I think Crow is going to die. I hope not. I need somebody to hold Mara's guilt in check or like actually give Mara some guilt because we're actually getting some real emotion out of her. I think this season versus what we've ever seen. And that is why I think Crow is going to die. What if it's Saint? I don't think it's going to be Saint. I think it's going to be Crow. But the reason why I say that is that would realign the timeline. It would realign the timeline. Because we messed up the timeline. That would actually make sense. We messed up the timeline real bad. <laughs> yeah. We, we, oh, we, 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 uh, yeah. The timeline, time, they Time did, is a little bit less time, forgiving than other things. Like The timeline does always, re- the time does always um, take back what it demands. Yeah, I would agree. I'm agreeing with Black Flag. I, I really kind of think it might Actually, be either Saint or Petra. Now that I'm, you I'm, said that, it's probably going to be Saint. I'm leaning It's probably going to be Saint. Now that I you said that, it's probably going to be Saint. It's probably not going to yeah. be Petra. And the only reason that, yeah, Petra exactly. in, the, in the grand scheme of things, Petra doesn't really matter. Yeah, she's a much smaller character. And that's, and Nudie Mud, which is a great name. Um, that's exactly why, is because what if it's Saint's destiny to die? I think it is. It is, yeah. Because we've seen, no, we've seen war. We've seen our own death. We've seen our own crypt. True. True. And light fall is supposed to be the end of the light arc so it might be a soft reboot of the series like we still stay within destiny but we take on a new character i mean if we did that 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 would be dumb though because then like what we uh, that would infuriate everybody that like you would lose all of your everything and restart the the game as we lost our everything with destiny 2 yeah, I know, but that's just and, Destiny 3, so... Well, but I mean... Like... They would stop the vault, Ching. Yeah. I mean, it would. I don't understand but, how I mean, you guys just, don't have enough space in your vault, but... That's because you just delete everything, Blue. 
I traumatized you literally orchid. Just, <laughs> I traumatized you, orchid you so with your much. Vaults, yes, you with your five guns in your vault. I don't know. <laughs> And then you're like, then you, then you're like, I don't have a sidearm. I'm like, because you deleted all of them. I can buy it back for the thirty seconds that I need it for the bounty, uh, or I just use a blue that I pick up. That's and then I delete that because I don't need it anymore. <laughs> That's why actually I did that with Shattered Realm this week. Was there was a bounty that was like you need to do side realm sidearms, and I was like, oh okay pick up the next blue Ingram and it was a sidearm. I'm like, nope, guess you're going to be the thing that I use and pop, 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 done, delete. All right, moving on. Well, you're not I doing GMs this season. I don't think no, so. No, I've never no. done GMs. Don't, you don't. No, I don't do. I don't do <laughs> You GMs. don't need those rolls, so who cares? Nah, Bye. I think the only time that I did anything that required me to actually ask Green about what I should build for, I don't even have different, uh, what are those called? Modifiers champion mods. i don't have modifiers put on my armor i'm like no you don't you've never put mods no, on i don't care ever i pick up a gun no. and it goes pew pew there we're done oh my god oh an argument an argument against the saint is that saint is the one that's speaking our eulogy in the quarters of like, time now mm. that could be new we did also get the acknowledgement from future Warcult that a lot of futures are in flux Right, because right. Lakshmi saw a future that she she falsely believed was the actual one, in which she was the savior of the city. You know, um, we also have we have gotten a lot of. I, I don't know if you guys caught this, but we have a couple entries from Scions who are seeing futures. Mm -hmm. I uh, mean, I was, would believe Scion one. futures before I would believe anything Lakshmi says because Savathun was like literally in Lakshmi's machine feeding her futures and the only well, thing Lakshmi in, ever got right was the, the red war. machine too then because it's I, the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the I to, machine, I mean it's based on the ox machine it's not the same machine. It's like laterally well, to assume the same that it's not there though. You can't assume either direction. Right? Yeah, because like, there's the just not enough information. Sabbath. I mean, exactly. This un the unfortunate part about it. Yeah, and I think, regardless of who, if someone large passes and you know is gone, you know that's what Chad is like. You know, if it's Osiris, Saint's gonna lose his mind. If it's Saint, and then we get Osiris back. Osiris is going to lose. I mean, Osiris is going to lose. lose my, I mean, mm -hmm. Regardless, we're going to have another Forsaken campaign, mm -hmm. which angers me because I still don't like that campaign. Why? We do not have enough time left in the podcast for me to start down pissing off 95% of the Destiny community again because of my dislike for the Forsaken campaign. I love the Forsaken campaign. It's so good. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't mind playing the Forsaken campaign. I hated the story of this Forsaken campaign. Blue pissed off an entire room at Guardian with this. Cade got what he deserved, and that should have been it. Like Agreed. Like, there was no need for revenge. Zavala was right. Consequences are consequences. Yeah, Zavala was right. We should not have gotten involved. 
So do you think that they would write that same exact story, or no. would we write the opposite story? I don't think. I, mean, I don't like. I Kate don't even got know what he would. deserved, but I also like taking revenge because revenge is fun. Crow is but greater than Cade in a lot of ways. Cade, Cade didn't have as much time to show character growth to us. Yeah, you know? I mean, Crow has actually had a character growth arc. Also, look at the narrative direction that crow has enjoyed as a character compared to cade where they were you know out of character cade did not have the same benefit of a narrative direction that crow has had i think Mm -hmm. that in a lot of ways cade was a more powerful figure but a lot of what we saw from cade out of game inside the lore entries and in the grimoire we never actually saw translated into in-game which right. I think mm-hmm. does a disservice to the comparison of current iterations of characters versus past iterations. Yeah. Currently, the team has a much more a well-established foundation to build characters on, whereas we're kind of having to clean house from the previous, what, past seven years, six years? Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's, you know, my two senses. I think a lot of times it's comparing apples to smartphones as far as comparing new characters to old characters. But the narrative team now has a vast background of information to pull from. So many threads, so many different lore cards. The grimoire is huge that they can develop how they see fit moving forward. And I think the story is going to continue to become much more thick because of that opportunity to pull those threads together. Uh, shoutouts. I Green. still think it's Osiris's fault. <sighs> I think it's as much Osiris's fault as it is anybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can agree to disagree, but to agree on that point, mm-hmm. it's everybody's fault. There you go. Yep. That's all everybody's I've been saying. <laughs> everybody's stupid. Just doing their best, like. That's Everyone's just trying earlier. their best with the information they have. <laughs> earlier in chat, I think it was Ben's is like the best defense that ghosts are the souls of humans is because only humanity can be that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that right yeah. there is the summary of where we are and how we got yeah. here. Agreed. So. <laughs> Uh, just leave on that note. And on that note, thank you for your time. Until next time, remember, with wisdom, we conquer. Stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring.